We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. It's Turf District Tuesdays. Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or you've downloaded the podcast or you're listening on Edmonton Sports Talk Radio, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, we have a very fun guest. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, if you could do us a favor while you're here, if you've got any questions, throw them in the chat down below. If you've got, uh, if you've got a chance to share the show, please do that. Give it a little thumbs up. Ring the bell, do all the things, all the stuff that's for free that helps to get get the show out and get to more people. So thank you very much for joining us. Let's bring in the regular crew. There they are. One super fan, Mike. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. <laughs> I, I don't know if I... I, I loved it as like and subscribe, but I kind of like it changing every week. Well, you know, once in a while, we just get to keep everyone on their toes. That's, uh, yeah, well, I, it's funny. That's exactly what you said last week. I know. We're excellent. I'm All consistent right. at the same time. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Commissioner, how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 It totally sounds put on. Oh, did you want to try yeah. that again? Or? Okay. Super duper. I'm just like, I really don't want to talk about this game because I'm going to be honest, I don't remember a dang thing about it. <laughs> that was and a really I, good Well, then we can make it up. <laughs> oh, and I, I was at home yesterday to rewatch it, and I, I was going to after dinner tonight. And then I went out and picked tomatoes and potatoes and. That sounds adult. way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is gonna be great. This I'm gonna gonna, nothing. This is gonna be great. I'm, I'm so you know if it tune in to the Turf District podcast for an informed part, <laughs> an informed view of the Edmonton Elks and their games. That's right. Uh, Try so hard. Playing the creepy old man. So this is good. Oh well, yes. <laughs> what is well? What is yeah. Now? What would the podcast be without some creep? <laughs> Kayla looking hot. H-A-W-T. Oh, well then. Oh, you spelled it right. Good job. Yeah, that's as long as yeah, as long as he spelled it right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you might notice that Mike and I are wearing matching shirts. It's true. There we are. 
God save the Dean as it should be. Yes. Thank you autograph very much and to Emma. Yes. Autographed and on Rachel. the same shoulder. <laughs> we both got the same shoulder and everything. That's so true. they're, they're matchy matchies. So, uh, we're gonna, you know, we're there for our man, Dean faithful. So, yeah. Thanks uh, to Emma and to Rachel who made them up. So. Yeah. That was amazing. And for them finding us after the game to, to give us those. And then uh, we got to bug Dean and get a chance to get them all signed up. And right. That's it was amazing. So, Hey, do you see the video with him uh, going to the Brett Michaels concert? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow, you're really, uh, now that's funny. Cause I thought he was supposed to be going to the mountains with his family, but well, you know, there he is. He can see his family anytime. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> they're close. Maybe Brett that's Michaels his extended family. Yeah. <laughs> It's very true. It's very true. Uh, all right, let's bring in our guest because yes. uh, we haven't uh, we haven't had him on in quite a while. Oh. Now, uh, our guest used to be one of the original co-hosts of OG, the original Eskimo Empire, and uh, has joined us many times now as a featured fan. And he is back to chat with us once again. Welcome back, Josh. We're welcome. To, I'm so glad Hello. you're back. Hello. Oh, well done. Well done. Hello. That's good. This is part of my. This is part of my British heritage. I, I, can, re I can relate, Mister Faithful. I can relate, and then this is this is foreshadowing a future thing that I'm bringing back with this podcast. A list that I brought back to the last Excellent. time I was on the podcast, and uh, it was. It's all been inspired by the commissioner. Oh, I love it. I love the lists. I love the lists. Okay, we have some questions for you first, and then we'll and then we'll cover the list. Um, but I, I want to ask you first, um, you know, we've basically reached the end of, uh, of another home season. Uh, we've got the one away game left, but uh, give us your assessment on the team from this year, from, from beginning to end. I, I remember reading somewhere, and I can't remember if it was Dave Naylor at TSN or um, somebody else at TSN, uh, Ford. Um, Dwayne Ford. Dwayne Ford. It could have been both of them. But they they said that that Trey Ford is at forty percent of where he could possibly be, which is scary about where this. When you think about it, and, and my son and I have talked about it. My son, who's now playing with the AOB Crusaders as quarterback, just a little. Yeah, nice, a, absolutely. That's just a, plug, that's, just plug. a that's, that's just a dad thing. Yeah. Um, so he he is. Can you imagine like? Had, this would be halfway. This would be the Labor Day moment. This would be halfway of the season if Trey Ford had started. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine right. where we could go had there been that time for him? Even the way he talks in the post game about what he knows that he can do better next time shows to me how mature he is. I'm, I'm so hopeful for where it can go, and I, I don't. I mean, yeah, sure, we we lose really badly like we did before, and we're all like, <laughs> ah, but. When he comes out of it, and even in your article, Andrew, in Three Down, you, he says, this I have to do differently. I need to spot the hole. I need to take it rather than just do it. This is a guy who's midway through his season, not at the end of the season where everybody else is. Yeah, that, that that's actually that's a really good point and, and something to keep in mind. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have today. I, 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 I'm a hurting unit. I can't, jeez, I didn't even bring water down. Anyway, this will be, when we get towards the end, I'm going to be like 
<laughs> it's gonna be interesting um i do have a fridge close by if need be so we get yeah. uh, there's emergency fridge we can just put it on standby i can grab it, it will all be fine <laughs> emergency beers we all need them <laughs> But, right. but anyway, tell me, tell me, like, super fan. I'm super curious. Like, do you do you agree with the TSN panelists? Like, do do you feel like he's not even halfway where he could be yet? Yeah, I mean, actually, the last week or two, I've been watching stuff from 1988-89, and you see that Tracy Ham comparison, mm -hmm. um, and compare Tracy Ham at that point with Tracy Ham closer to the end of his career with Montreal, uh, and you can see that difference because I mean, in '89, he was the MOP. Yeah. And when you saw, it wasn't his physical skills that necessarily got better. It was his mental skills and how he thought the game. And I think that's where you're going to see the most change in Trey Ford is he's going to be able to have it slow down even more for himself, uh, be able to look off uh, defensive backs to make better decisions sometimes with the ball if his first option isn't always open. And uh, uh, yeah, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. 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 Tons of potential. Yeah. I think that uh, the bringing in the offensive coordinator, Jarius Jackson, yeah. made a heck of a difference. It's interesting to see them revert to the cautiousness, like you even wrote about, Andrew, yeah. that, yeah. that when, it gets, when it gets tight. But I think there's something, there's something missing about depth on this team where when somebody goes down on the secondary, there it's it's this gaping hole every single time and i can see everyone nodding and and i think that and this is so weird because i've never seen everyone nod on the podcast <laughs> unless we're all unless we're all in the same room but it's it it where where it will be interesting is when we get to the bc winnipeg even montreal or montreal toronto point where we've got this next man up that can fill in the gap without us going, oh my God, Niles Morgan is down. What are we going to do? We're like, yeah, we're fine. That's, that's, that'll be interesting to see where, how we evolve. It, you know, and I think that's part of the three-year build, right? You're, you, you find your guys and then as, then you fill in the guys behind them or you find guys that are even better than the guys you did find and then the guys that were, good last year that fit in now become your backups and do you know what i mean like i think that's all part of that taking the team from nothing and building it up right so yeah. uh it's uh yeah it's 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 kind of cool we have to be patient like you said we exactly have yep for sure super van uh just uh, as an aside apparently uh josh is going by a pseudonym of tim capper <laughs> oh <laughs> so well let me just uh fix that right now there That's we go to, it uh, happens sometimes it happens <laughs> you know yeah. to be I told, fair i told tim it's like looking in a mirror yeah. um, to dana carvey dana carvey as well dana carvey yeah, yeah. oh my gosh you know, that, I can see. that i can totally see yeah i totally see that um Commissioner, wife oh, worthy. Yeah. We're not worthy. <laughs> even my wife we were watching <laughs> snl and carvey's hosting it and i said hold on a second she's like what just wait and he walks out to go to do his monologue and she's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and i said yeah <gasps> i've say, never unseen that be, i love it say, yeah i, I uh, so you know everyone's gonna anyone listening right now needs to come to the video and, and see yeah yes, yes. yes. who wore it better after the shore was dead, look up, you know, their face. Um, so, isn't that special? Um, so, obviously, 
talking about the game, one of the things we loved uh, of this season, um, and it's probably one of our favorite parts of the season, is tailgate. Uh, you took in another season of tailgating as well. Uh, they expanded quite a bit. What was your impression of the experience this season? The it can only get better with having more people, and and you yeah. guys talked about it last week too. Um, the spirit of Edmonton has, I think, led that charge. Sure. And and I think that there are what what they figured out is there's a place to have the big party if you want to come. Like when they when when and and uh, oh my god, I forgot. I just forgot his name. The spirit of Edmonton, Jerry. Harry. Yeah, so when Jerry said that they had 2,000 people come at a regular basis, I'm like, oh, my God, but I can see that because the Cordys, are, we're good friends with the Cordys. We're good friends with the Dolls. Um, the Dolls are, are, are with the Cordys as well. They're right, right. beside. They, their son Tanner played with Ottawa, and he used to play. Garrett used to play with the uh, Calgary Stampeders in the 80s, and they um, they were set up right with us. That When it all started, we were at Stall 100, and then, the, then they set up the band, and we just the the noise was too much for us and we wanted to to be able to talk without the party atmosphere but we respect the fact that the people who want to come and do that kind of thing and so when we when we worked with the we worked with michelle at the um at the at the office and and this is part of what we need to talk about is the customer service at the elks for us is just outstanding it is just outstanding and part of reopening that the adding those extra stalls. And I know that they had to work with the city at it and it just, it just elevates the experience all the more. Plus my son who's 15 and Andrew, I know you can relate mm-hmm. it. It just, he, they, he just travels around to certain uh, tailgate stalls and gets fed. So, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and then your son follows him and they always end up back. And, and I said, aren't you, aren't you Riley, aren't you getting fed? No. I said, "Oh well, here, here you go." <laughs> yeah, he, he, he finds his way around to. He food. gets fed I'm, plenty. He got. Correct. I think he had three sandwiches. Yeah, at the everybody last gets so. I have yeah. to mention it before we move too far away, though. Too, Mike. Uh, like my mouth is still watering at the the thought of that Montreal. It was so good. It and, was a fun experience for oh, sure. Man, that was amazing. When you put that piece of meat in the steamer i was like yeah i know <laughs> title of the podcast yeah but when you put uh, i was like wow that is something that was amazing so anyway just wanted to give you some kudos at the same time Very thank good. you for all of the work that you did on the tailgate this year it was because a lot that, of fun that yeah. is kind of your baby and and i kind of ride your coattails but uh, it was uh <laughs> well, it, i don't know that's that set rye sourdough oh my goodness <laughs> oh that's some good stuff yeah that was something you could just have a piece of that bread and be done i mean yeah. even tim capper had some and he doesn't like montreal smoked meat so yeah I, I was i was touched that he was willing to you know choke it did down. you bake the bread the bread andrew Oh, yes. No. Wow. <laughs> I didn't have a Impressive. sandwich. I don't know. No. Oh. No. I. Uh, I. No. I visited my local Safeway. Oh. oh well. Wow. Wow. A sourdough rye was so ne- good. I never thought of that, but it, oh my god, it's amazing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, Josh. I'm derailing your whole tailgating experience. I know all but, the yeah. food stuff is important. It's all important. Yes. Um. And and Tallboy played at the uh, the tailgate yeah. this last time, um, which is going to be one of the bands that's at uh, the Spirit Room. What I yeah. didn't realize is uh, the lead singer is Jerry's son. Oh no! Oh, cool. yeah. oh awesome. And he's he was awesome. I, was yeah. like, I think speaking about the band though, last year I found they were a little loud, and this year they found a perfect yeah. happy medium where it's still present, 
but you yeah. can still talk over it. And I think it was yeah. just perfect this year. So yeah, kudos I, to them. I, I, again, th I think this is part of the customer service super fan. I, um, Victor, yeah. Victor came down and I said, come, come and listen, come and listen. It's really loud. <laughs> and he did. And he, when I was like right beside his ear and he's like, oh, this is really loud, isn't it? So I think he worked with everybody right. and found a way to find a balance so that you could still enjoy yourself and not have to scream over top of the the band to 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 be heard and still have a conversation with it and i think that's what's so amazing about having more stalls and i hope they keep expanding because my understanding is and correct me if i'm wrong everyone is they make the the, the team makes more money from the tailgate stalls than from the the regular parking stalls which i think are only for the um box seats and that that's where the the reserve seats are but if they keep expanding it into the Clark Stadium access parking lot, right. then then it creates at that that would itself create a, an entirely different experience for people sure. who are over there. But that's what the tailgate is all about: is these pods of people who are family or are friends, and it's incredible how quickly you become friends with the people around you. For yeah. sure. Well, and uh, you know, in this particular tailgate. You know, we had our friends from Montreal. We had, uh, you know, we had Dean Faithful's family come by. We had Craig Coach Ellis. Phil come by. We had oh, Craig cool. Ellis. Yeah, we had Jamin. Yeah, Kelly Craig Ellis. I met Craig Ellis. Right? That's like, awesome. It's, it, and, and that's the thing. It's bringing all of these people together and just enjoying that, mo that moment of football before the game. And, and that's the part that I just, it, to me, it's it's the one of the major highlights of every home game. Now it's it's so much fun, and it's I, an experience I mean, you don't replicate on TV. A hundred percent, hundred percent, and uh, or sorry, Hundo P. There it is. <laughs> um, but I do think uh, I, I mean Kayla could tell you about the tailgate if she could remember it, but I don't. No, I. Okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Listen. First of all, that was delish, by the way. Oh, good lord. So that, rye? Oh. Oh. Was that the first time you had it, Mike? No, I had it before. Oh, that's what I, okay. But I mean, I had but... two shots this time, so you know. You had how many? I had just two. Oh, I, I thought you said three. I'm like, wait, I only had one. What's going you on? You had here? two? How did you have two? You gave me two. <laughs> like I said, Kayla <laughs> would tell you about the tailgate if she could. I, are you? Are you sure? Because yeah. we had we had those two whiskeys, the one that Manol brought. Yeah, yeah, and then we had that after as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody gave me gave me. Okay, but it doesn't matter. It was delicious. I told him I'd have given you an extra one, and you just turned around and said, "Here, have it." Maybe. Yeah. And who am I to say no? <laughs> right. Right. Could be rude. Way to go, Mike. Way to be the hero. I know. That's good. Yeah. And wait, listen, I don't remember the game because I was chatting and having a blast. <laughs> that's part of the my, most part. <laughs> that's, that's part of my list. That's that's part of my list. Oh, that's part of, oh excellent. <laughs> part of your list. But, okay. but if you talk you talk about the people we meet just as an aside as well. I mean, I have a video of my son as throwing the football to Brian Kelly. <laughs> like how, how amazing. Is that, how is that even possible? I watch we all watch Brian Kelly as we're growing up. And here's my teenage son throwing the ball to him. Really? Like that you can't, you, how do you do that? Or when, when, uh, cause my, my daughter was in the halftime show at the Montreal mm -hmm. game with everybody else and with the, with the hundreds of everybody on the field, which is lovely. And last year we came, so the whole family comes to, to watch her. And then as we were leaving last year, I, 
I, I saw the car drive out and it was full of guys in suits. I'm like, mm, this is, this is, this is suspect to me. And I walk up and sure enough, uh, Matt Dunnigan is in it. And, and, uh, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, it's Matt. And he, I'm wearing my number 16 and he stops the car. You can tell all the other guys are like, okay, we got to get to the airport. <laughs> but I, I go to open the door. I can't, I was going to open it for him to be, Gen, I'll be a gentleman, but I couldn't because the, the baby lock was on the inside. <laughs> so they had to release it on the inside. My wife says, are you dragging Matt Dunnigan out of his car? Yes. And I said, yes. And so he comes out <laughs> and he poses with everybody. He signs autographs. He, another, again, he, my son throws a ball to Matt Dunnigan and vice versa. How do you replicate this? Like you can't. I mean, this is what, that's what this is all about. This tailgating. Amazing. Um, <sighs> all right. Holy oh, yeah. Oh, I just can't wait to talk about tailgate the whole time because, like, yes! that, that would just be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of mentioned a bit of the evolution for Trey Ford and just the, the football intelligence that he's incurred kind of throughout the season that he's been playing. But overall, what do you see the biggest strengths of the team have been and the biggest areas of growth or potential that we still need to see? I find that um, uh, when they're on as a unit, they it, it's 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 magical. There's something, and I, and again, and please fill me in for what the insight that you all have because I cannot understand how we go oh, like the first nine games, and we have what, what's what what's our total yardage? Fifty-eight yards on the ground, <laughs> yeah, and probably in the next two games. And again, again, I understand these are all lower-tier teams that we played when we came mm -hmm. back after the first bye. But we overshadowed the entire yardage on the ground in the first two games than we did the entire previous nine games. So, what changes that the offensive line does? What changes that the receivers do? Trey Ford is obviously a factor. Julius or Jarius Jackson is always a factor. But what I'm impressed with is that when it comes time to make changes, they clearly do, they adjust somehow, and suddenly everything is, is different. Now that to me is a sign of true athleticism and good coaching. So they understand, and, and I, I will, I'm a Chris Jones fan, and I always will be, because I believe that he is a football god. And if he says, I needed to wait until the buy to do this. Got it, coach. I totally understand because clearly whatever you decided you needed to do made a difference. And this is a really roundabout way, Commissioner, to say that <laughs> they have this ability to um, adjust, whether even in, during the game. We've seen it before, maybe not against the upper tier teams, but I think that's a depth problem like we discussed earlier. And the... If, the, if we can see this kind of adjustment, this kind of change, this kind of understanding of how we play as athletes, then we will see right out of the gate next year something different. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that. I, hope I that. think that's pretty positive. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I agree. Like I, like I've said throughout the, the season, like I don't really care the reasons because they're over. We can't go back and change. Mm -hmm. And like for me personally, I don't know if Trey Ford would be Trey Ford if we put him in at the beginning of the season or very early on. Because sometimes people, depending on the person, the personality, the coaching and who's around you, but adversity is the key to your success. So I don't know if that was the instance for Trey Ford. But regardless, 
doesn't matter because the season's over. So <laughs> we have you, something to look forward to. Oh no, we, we're going to play spoilers. We're not. Winnipeg isn't getting a home game for the playoffs. Go BC. But Commissioner, do you? <laughs> oh, the bomber fans in the chat are going to all exit stage. Come on, I mean, like I would ever. Commissioner, do you think that that Jones was onto something when he needed to wait? nine games before putting in this future hall of fame canadian starting quarterback uh i think there's definitely things behind the scenes that we weren't privy to um and i think he really wanted to be right in cornelius now if that was all of cornelius or cornelius paired with the coaching uh, i don't i don't know i i don't have that knowledge and i don't i don't see that right i don't see what's in the locker room um, but I'd like to think that there was a method to the madness. Am I, do I think that coach, that was what he was doing coach Jones? No, I think he just was a little bit, had an ego as well and just wanted Cornelius to work so bad. But again, that's all speculation and just kind of my yeah. thoughts, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm just, it worked out how it should have, I think. And, you know, I'd rather go trending upward than be consistently horrible as we have been the last couple of years. So that's fair. I that's feel fair. we're trending upward. I think so. Super fan, do you think that Jones was onto something? Uh, I think that if we would have had the bye week in week six or seven, I think we would have made the change probably at the same time. Mm. Uh, it's just they wanted time for a new voice to be able to put his stamp on the team versus just recycling the existing playbook. So we could wait. Another factor, I think that can't be understated is the addition of Brett Boyko at right tackle. Um, he came in at the beginning of July as well. So right around that same time, by the time he's at his second game, third game, that's when we're making the change. And you could see the offensive line change a bit. Mm -hmm. Even when we started having to shuffle things around, uh, David Foucault was out for a bit and we had somebody else. So um, I think that it was just sort of all the right pieces fell into place around at the same time. Yeah. Uh, again, it might have been a game or two earlier. I don't think it would have been if the bye week is in week four. I don't think we'd make that change. So, you know, I look at it as Trey, our team has won four of the last eight um, yep. versus the, you know, losing those first nine. So, like yeah. you say, it's trending okay. up, right? So, we've had something to cheer for for the first time since 2019. <sighs> Yeah. That is a long, so great. It's very long time. I, I'll never forget this season. I'll never forget this season when, um, when we were about to win at home. Was it against Ottawa? Yes, the first Ottawa. time that we yep. won. And and somebody says to me, "Nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving." Right. Like, right. There was four or five minutes left, and nobody was leaving. And then everybody was standing up, and we won. And there's people. I was well. I was one of them. I was all weepy, and yeah. and people are hugging each other, and they're and they're cheering, and there's mm -hmm. there's on the big screen, there's people jumping up and down, and in the <laughs> and in the concourse, everyone's hugging each other, and it's like we won the great cup, but we just won at home, and and every it was the most delightful, other than the Western final win in 2015, it was the mm. most amazing Commonwealth experience that I've ever had. This this coming together after the first win after three what was thousand thousand days yeah, three years whatever, whatever it was a lot so, yeah yeah fourteen uh, hundred I think it was is that what we figured it out Four. yeah yeah I had the number a while ago I don't have it right now don't need um, it now no it's right we won it's great lovely um Josh one of the one of the reasons I specifically wanted you on 
this week was on Wednesday. So, of course, the day after we recorded last week, uh, the team announced that for 2024, they're tarping the upper decks um, and bringing people closer to the action and trying to fill the lower bowl, which the capacity of our lower bowl is more than some of the other CFL stadiums that are out there. Um, now it's been, uh, uh, it's obviously a hot topic. It is, uh, you know, I, I understand uh, both sides, um, but I talked to you at the tailgate and you were talking about, cause I know you've been an upper deck guy for many, many years, like all 40 of, years. Right. So, um, so to, Tell us a little bit about the experience of you going in to, to find, well, A, how do you feel about it? And B, now your experience about trying to find your, your new seats. I'm not, I'm not surprised it happened. I, I think it wasn't inevitable. I think that when, when the, the first step was to get rid of everybody when Jamie Elizondo and everyone else went, and then the next step was to see if they could start filling the, the stands with some of Victor's uh, uh, promotional uh, efforts. And when that didn't start to work combined with not a winning team, there it was every time you'd look at BC Place, you'd think, yeah, you know what? I think I think we're going that way. It, it, it's got to happen. Either that or just pop the top off. My, actually, I thought that we were all going to move to um, Clark and they'd tear down <laughs> something with those awesome those awesome roofs that regina and winnipeg have where i hear that the sound bounces off of oh, it yeah. it is so yeah, loud cantilever roof yeah oh yeah. my god like maybe one day maybe one day i thought I, 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 honestly i honestly thought that was if we had got the world cup that was going to happen but i think there's there been plans in the works and and soon when the cement mixing company moves away we'll have this lovely place where we can go and eat and shop and and live and all that but, but before that we're all going to move down to the lower deck and and i uh, was very excited because they they you all got the email all subscribers got it that you could go inside and talk to people at the desk and i and again like i was saying earlier on this podcast i think that of course during the pandemic they didn't have many people um and after that they they got rid of everybody and they the, the the customer service they were working so hard but they didn't have enough people they just didn't have the resources right. and i think it was two seasons ago that the answering machine when you call in says treat our people well leave the trash talk on the field and when i heard that i thought oh my god That's i great. can't believe i cannot believe that they have to leave a message like that. We've got angry fans. We've got people who are upset that we're not winning, um, and they're upset that that they're not. They can't get through to anybody. Over the last two years, under Derek Yeomans, I believe, under Victor, under the new uh, the people whose names I I don't know, that that level of customer service has has gone up. It is exceptional. Um, I work with, uh, I email with, so I think we've all got dedicated season ticket holder contacts. Sophia is mm -hmm. someone I, I contact with. Michelle, as I told you, with tailgating. And they will always get back to me. And my, my rule of thumb with customer service is don't say no first. Find another way to say, we can't do that, but we're going to do this. And that is exactly what they've been doing. We can't do that, but we're going to try and do this. 
And so I asked if we could, we, we wanted, we're in, we're in, we were in upper row S right on the 55 for, I, like I said, 35 years for the last five seasons, we've been over in T because there was more of us. And now that we're adding Cohen to that $75 or $75 uh, season ticket for kids under 17, mm -hmm. really awesome. There's going to be more of us. So we said, could we come right down into S? They said, no singles only, but we can put you in U. it's under the overhang. And so we tried it at Montreal and it was pretty cool. A little windy. Uh, there's some wind pocket and it's, uh, there's not much sun, but that's okay. So we said, so we said, could we, and so I've written and I said, this is great. Is there anything a little bit lower? Sophia got right back and said, nothing here, but why don't we try here or maybe there? That's the approach it's been. They've got thousands of people that they have to deal with. If we don't get it, and I encourage everyone who's listening, do it now. Don't yep. wait because it'll start to fill up. And that experience of being, I mean, I'm so used to in the upper deck, yeah, stretch out, arms here, <laughs> legs out there. So it's, it's going to be interesting to be surrounded by people all the time, but that's the experience that Tom Richards was alluding to and that we've talked about here, where we've got all these people in the lower bowl, it's going to be loud. Now let's just get those cantilevers up there to reflect. The <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I, I like this. And you know what? That's one of the things I, I love when you say that because it's, it's the thing, one of the things that I preached even to my own staff is like when you have somebody who's upset, don't tell them what you can't do. Tell them what you can do. Yes. And, and as long as that's the response that you're getting, then you're likely to find something that will work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These are the things I can do. Great. Okay. Let's yeah. let's go for that. Right. Yeah. And you know they're exceptional staff when Carter has to deal with Liz for the entire season. Yeah. So <laughs> he was great for us too. You saw the West Side guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what, Love you, Liz. What uh, what what did you think about it, Mike? Before we get to uh, the next question, just I'm curious on your thoughts on. I think that no matter what you were going to do, you were going to alienate some people. Um, I think that given the decision that was made, like Josh has said, the staff that have been working have been exceptional. Uh, I've heard stories from other people that have said that they are trying to move people in a cohort kind of situation. So you're saying, listen, I go to games, but I am friends with all these people around me. So they're trying to move them as a group to other sections so that you're still got your football family wherever you are, which I think is a great idea because again, for a lot of people that is part of the game experience mm -hmm. is having those people around that, you know, when you talk to and you have that banter with, I mean, you had it for years with some people yep, in your absolutely. section. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's great for that. I know that it's tough for people that are going to have to pay more. Mm -hmm. But I mean, these were promo prices anyway. Uh, we have friends that are in Section C, like you, mm -hmm. um, who were paying, I think it was $180 for an adult and two kids. Right. That is $18 for three people being in there. I don't know how sustainable that is over the long term. So it was that gets you in there, it gets you excited. Maybe now you're like, okay, well, we're willing to spend a little more money to keep having this experience. Um, but I don't think it was ever meant to be a permanent kind of thing where it's always right. going to be that you know 18 dollars for three people a game yeah. that's that's kind of hard to grow yeah 
Um, that being said, they had other options, I'm sure. I've heard people say that maybe they could have cut off the corners and mm -hmm. left maybe the top 10 or 15 rows of the upper deck. But when you start adding the upper deck, then you've got to have ushers that are looking at them. You've got to have right. beer vendors that are going up there. You've got to have all these other things that they're going to be saving money and saving on volunteers by just having a lower bowl. So uh, it's also not for nothing that uh, Josh brought up that BC had been doing this for a while and Rick Lollisher, who yep. left BC, came oh, over yeah. to Edmondson and now we're doing it here too. So yeah. he's had experience with how we can work. And I think that while it's not going to be ideal for everybody, I think all in all, people are going to have a great experience when you have all that energy of other people all together because... It's live football, and, and how do you top that? Yeah, yeah. What's what's the thing we keep saying? What's the game we always refer to? Twenty fifteen, when all the people were there, and it was loud, and it was everything, right? Like the West Final. So I, I'm hoping that that can be translated into that regular season game. Yeah, to some you, degree. Right? You get that magic experience, like the Labor Day rematch, where Dean Faithful mm -hmm. comes off and kicks that. It was loud going into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I was good. jumping up and down for that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly tackled Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost. I, I, yeah, I was, I was, I just barely prepared. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, super fan. Yeah, no worries. So uh, we did we did touch on the game day experience and and some of the things we love. Um, so Josh, if you could do anything to improve the game day experience, what would you do? If you you got to put on your you know your your manager of game day experience hat, what are you doing for 2024? <laughs> there was something you said, super fan, a long time ago about how far away we are from the field. Yeah. And that that track, and and I don't know if we'll ever use that track again. And it's same, especially with what foot field can do. So somebody said to me at at tailgating because this stuff always comes up. <laughs> instead of trying to move the seats closer, let's dig let's dig deeper. Let's bring the field down, and then remove the wall so that we can add more rows at an angle. Hmm. So suddenly, oh, instead of yeah yeah. And he's an engineer. So he said, if we, if we just, so instead of that, so it, what we're all thinking is let's add seats. Like we see uh, in, um, in tail at, um, in Toronto and uh, Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. But, but let's, instead of that, let's take, let's take the wall right out at another angle of seat, maybe another 10 feet. And then you would only be five feet from the, like it is mm -hmm. in every other stadium. So it would be interesting to try these kinds of out-of-the-box approaches to making common if we're not going to demolish commonwealth stadium and rebuild which again is is a dream that i have if we all move to uh, clark <laughs> like we did hey like we did with exhibition stadium when we were redoing empire field yeah. that's cool empire field yeah so so what let's 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 if we're not going to tear down commonwealth and redo it then yeah move everybody down dig the field deeper add more rows pull the top off, put in those, like there are, there are ways to do it. It's a solid space. And I'm not talking covering it that, that yeah. removes it entirely, but there are ways to redo the building to bring it up to a different experience. Hmm. Hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I had not thought of that at all. So, I mean, they originally dug it out anyway, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not yeah, like oh, you yeah. go up to those stand, the seats where we are, we're on ground level and basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's just keep digging. Just keep there you go. Let's keep yeah. 
Just keep digging. Is there a reason why there's like the gutters right um, below the last seating? Oh, you know how it kind of like goes yeah. into a trench? Is right. that? It's actually just for to draw because it is slightly angled, so it draws the rain out. So you does it? Do on. do we remember the turf that happened? Well, that was a lot of rain. That was a lot. Still did didn't. Okay. Still did not drain though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, fair enough. All right. Oh, I was okay. All right. Anyway, so the next inquiry for you, Josh. Now, Trey Ford excluded. You cannot pick. Don't pick Trey Ford. You cannot pick Trey Ford. I'm gonna pick Trey Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well played, okay. What saying? Yeah. Uh, who are let's say top three guys you'd want to see return to the team next year? Hmm. Um, I agree with Superfan. I think Brett Boyko was an incredible acquisition. I ran into him at a beer festival too, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's <laughs> and 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 I said, "Can I buy you a beer?" And he says, "I'm with my wife and my kid." He says, "But some other time." I said, "Okay," but um, and I and we talked about how effective the offensive line has been since he got there, since Jerry, since Trey, you know that sort of thing. Um, I'm fascinated to find. I, uh, Andrew, you wrote about it in Three Down. Um, uh, Oh my God! It's, it just escapes my mind. Um, from who came from the Riders? Um, of course, I remember Kyron Moore. Kyron. So when when Kyron Kyron has done incredible things this season, and I think that's because he was it, it, he's designed into the play. I know he came here to be a punt returner, but to to see what he has been able to do, how he gets open, um, the relationship that we have, and this all seems to be receiver based. Uh, Gino Lewis, of course, can pull anything out, but but Cobb has been a godsend and especially with our, our ex Hamilton player going down um, Dunbar with Steve Dunbar jr. Going down. And it will be interesting to see how many of these receivers we keep, how many we can, we can afford is Cobb Canadian. Yes. He he's a draft pick. Yeah. So yeah. now he's even, he's even a ratio breaker at that mm -hmm. point and he can do those routes. And sometimes you can't tell there that Dunbar isn't there and Dunbar is spectacular. So there's a number of, of things on the off. There's a number of key players on the offense, I think have made a, a, a spectacular difference under Jerry's Jackson as, and I'm mostly fascinated by the O-line and see how that gets built up on, on defense. There's uh, the, the linebacking core is, it can only get better and it'll be interesting to see how, the secondary comes together. And I know we've been talking about the secondary for years, but there's some highlights up there. And I keep every year corner, I'd be like, Oh, Aaron's coming back. And when Aaron comes back, everything will be amazing. <laughs> but, but we can't just put all of our eggs in the Aaron Grimes basket. No. As much as we love him. And, and, but yet I feel like when we get a leader like him back onto the field, then we're going to have a different style. of. We, um, super fan taught me that, Players, you can tell that defensive players aren't doing well when they start putting their hands on their hips. Yeah, and and we see that a lot. And I'm looking forward to there not being hands on hips of defensive. Players. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Uh, That's no, not a Shakira song. Yeah. <laughs> Those hips do lie. <laughs> um, 
I know there was some fan questions there. Uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. I just want to get into our game recap because uh, we're we 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 these is this is all amazing conversation. But yeah. we do want to talk about, about the game that no, not at all. No, that's a, no, it's a, we have you here for a reason. Just right. Um, so the uh, game recap: Elks, of course, losing uh, thirty-five to twenty-one. They they hot start twenty, you know, up twenty-one three, uh, but then seven. Minutes, Seven minutes from hell. Awful. Yeah. I heard um, that I, Really? Hmm, weird. Okay. Um, and they just never recovered after the, the seven seven minute stretch there. Uh, basically, the strip sack, I think, was mm-hmm. kind of the, the the turning point, and they, they just couldn't come back from it. Uh, Montreal wins 35 to 21, uh, sending the Alouette's flight deck home uh, happy, but uh, us still being uh, grumpy and only glad that they came for the visit. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Manon <laughs> kept standing up and, and yeah. wanting every first down. That's, that's She was very busy. I, in the second <laughs> half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although, you know, the defense, they only allowed nine points in the second half. Yeah. So it, it really was just that the offense couldn't get back going. And, right. and it's uh, I, I, part of that is because Montreal's front seven is good. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sell Montreal's defense shy, but it, they, yeah, they just couldn't for, for all the success they had in that first 20 minutes. Um, it just couldn't, could, they couldn't replicate yeah. it. So Josh, tell me about what else you saw in this game. I, 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 sorry, Commissioner, but I have to bring up Trey Ford. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, now you can. Now you can. Oh yeah, yeah. it was great. It, it was the post game. It was the post game with Trey, and then of course Andrew, your your three down article that reminds me that this is this is he's truly he's he truly understands the game because he knew exactly what he did wrong, and when I read about that, that gives me hope that he he looks he looks at it and he says, all right, well now I need. To, now I know what I need to do differently. And so as frustrating as that consecutive, and you're right, the defense stood them up, but the offense couldn't get anything going and they reverted back to something safe. I'm not sure why, mm-hmm. but there was, and there has to be a reason for it, but they know what they need to do differently. And that makes me feel better because in the first nine games, it was always felt like, well, I guess we're just going to have to go back to the board and see what we can do differently. And now it's, no, I did that wrong and that I won't ever do wrong again. Okay, good. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, Commissioner, what do you see? Oh, Kevin Brown's all you. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the play. Um, I was impressed he landed on his feet. Yeah. With three guys? That was amazing. Yeah, jump. Somebody caught a still of it in the in the journal. He's just floating over everybody. <laughs> that sounds like KB. That's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, like, I have more bad bad than good, just because there's just like it's uh, Taylor's oldest time. But I mean, like Josh said, there's there's things that they saw to improve on, but now we just have to improve on, and we have one game to do that. So. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You just skip me. Here. Like, just talk. Tailgate. Okay. That, we did that. We did that. that Bust was, of let's it. get tailgate uh, I didn't even see the third quarter. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I came back to the field. I was like, it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's all right. Neither did they. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <gasps> it was you my fault. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Super fan. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there are definitely some positives in here. If you look at the stats, um, yeah. and you were just looking at the numbers, Trey Ford, 70%, two touchdowns, no interceptions, mm -hmm. um, 6.4 yard rushing average over 140 yards. But Kevin Brown, 6.8 yard average. Yeah. Trey Ford, 9.4 yard scary, average. Scary. Uh, Shannon Brooks had even got in there uh, with a run for nine yards. Like, the numbers make it seem like it should have been a a lot closer uh, and a lot better of a result for Edmonton. But like you said, there was just when they were getting a, a return touchdown and they're getting a like two return touchdowns, a defensive yeah. and a and a kick return touchdown or missed field goal return. Special touchdown. teams. Yep. It was just like on all phases. I mean, you take away the two um, non-offensive touchdowns. One trail had it's a twenty-one twenty-one game. Mm -hmm. And I think yep. that makes a lot of the difference. When you look at the numbers, how close they are, they capitalized on our mistakes and we didn't capitalize on theirs after that first 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, and that was very, and it was tough to watch just because you yeah. saw it go so well. And then, oh, oh it's a few weeks early for horror shows. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're getting in the spirit. Yeah, a little uh, little scariness there. We already talked about it, or Josh, you mentioned it. Kyron Moore, two TDs this week. Yeah. Uh, I thought he stood out on uh, the Elks offense. Gavin Cobb as well, a couple of uh, big catches. I I did think that they they did all right in in the overall picture. I, I thought there was there was two things for me when the the strip sack happened, and then they were marching down the or no then the turnover happened after the kickoff uh and they and montreal got a field goal and then they were marching the ball well and i thought oh it's gonna turn the, the, mm -hmm. they're they're recovering and this it was second down and eight and i believe it was from well it must have been from the 35 34 and trey rolled out to the left and he had the space he could have just taken off and probably got 12 yards but he saw gavin and decided to take the shot and threw it awkwardly cross body and and it hit the dirt and i thought oh no <laughs> that's not that's the play he talked about that's the play he said i should never do that i should have just taken it and 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 the thing is is in the last couple of weeks i have noticed this with him he is he, he is trying because in the first few weeks, he proved he can run. Everybody was like, yep, he can run. That, there's no doubt about it. And at the beginning of this game, it looked like he was going to balance it. And then after the strip sack happened, it became more, well, like, it's like I got to prove to everybody I can pass. Right. Mm. Instead of just go with what's in front of you, go with your instinct. And mm -hmm. if, if you have to run, run. Like, but if you yeah, Tracy so. Ham though he was the same Correct. thing. He was he yeah. was a running guy, and he's a running guy, and then he's going to show he could pass. But again, seventy percent passing, two touchdowns, I, no I interceptions. I know it was not a bad outing for him. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just a matter of learning now when to use what. And I exactly. think forty percent, forty percent of where he's going to be. There we go. Going to be scary. He had very good. At one point, we were up two uh, in total offensive yards. It was two hundred and sixty-six to ninety. Yeah. It was like they oh. was bonkers, right? So the one turnovers more, killed us. Like, one more positive, though. Um, yes. What was the penalties? Hmm. Uh, I believe 
oh there there was very few i know that because we were specifically talking about it in at in the stands that there's been no flags but did we get one two? for five yards one. wow what wow <laughs> that's caleb <laughs> you really Montreal had three for 32 we had one for five wow that's, that's a unheard of. Montreal had three for 32 because one of theirs was 25 yards right yeah that was that's a fun yeah, that's thing fair. yeah no don't spit on people it's not well, i i yeah. and i watched i watched that replay i don't know where he spit was it off camera because i couldn't see uh, as far as i could tell yes so that right. was one magic loogie <laughs> <laughs> back into the left that's right episode he didn't argue with it all right well the last thing that i'm gonna touch on is uh deontes alexander uh doing coming in to do the returning on the kicks mm -hmm. uh 98 yards on four returns i he did have the fumble yes but overall had a couple of big returns uh runs like a gazelle because he has very long legs as compared <laughs> to cj sims who is uh tiny and and rapid legs uh but i i was very impressed with uh what he did for right first game anyway so well, why why do you why do you think it's happened that they've they because uh, sims was a healthy scratch wasn't he yeah they wanted yeah. to see what they had okay. this th these are all evaluation games now yeah. so get whoever you can in and see what they look like okay that's, that's once we were eliminated officially yeah. this last game and the next game are just it's an audition for next year right yeah yep who wants to be here next year correct now there was some releases on on that speaking note. of <laughs> that's <laughs> of who will be here maybe not defensive lineman Emeke Egbule, which I, I I was I, a bit surprised yeah I was a bit surprised I thought he was okay linebacker Mark McLaurin who played a whole bunch for us this year especially the beginning I thought was very good yes defensive back Josh Nurse offensive lineman BJ Wilson quarterback dresser win all exiting Ooh. stage left correct yes yeah, they, practice roster guys I would like to have seen them but I mean I didn't get to practice so I never got a chance to see them yeah that's right mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's I I know at the beginning of the year I'm like oh I don't know about like this four games over four nights kind of idea but I kind of actually did prefer it to the to the double headers but the other part was is that means that the elks were more likely to be practicing on a sunday and i could go to practice and as soon as they went right. to playing fridays and saturdays it's all when i'm at work so yeah. right that yeah i have to you know have to tell work next year i need to take like every wednesday morning off <laughs> very important yeah uh, did, you, did you read about the the league strategy with that about doing thursday night football Sunday football until the NFL started. Right. And I loved it. And it's, and apparently the numbers seem to work. The numbers are working. The, the yeah. TSN reports huge numbers for Thursday night football. I was like, really? That's fantastic. And Sunday, the Sunday yeah. ones were getting big viewership too. So I, although I don't, I didn't always love the five o'clock start on a Sunday when like I had to work the next day. Right. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. didn't always love that. Yeah. But or um, some of these earlier starts on a Thursday when it's like I've got to get home. Right. We're tailgating like if I don't know. We got to start tailgating at two thirty p.m. on a Thursday night <laughs> yeah. and work well, on the Friday. Yeah. I got vacation hours. That's right. That's you, that you know, uh, I got to ask though quickly. Uh, Terry Jones said once in the journal that he never believed that that Sunday night Sunday football was even a distraction 
NFL wise, like people would, even though there was NFL, people would still watch the CFL. Do you believe that? No, I think that there are. I know a lot of people, myself included, that like both leagues. I mean, I'm obviously yeah. a CFL first person, but I still, on Sundays, I will watch NFL football because I love football. Right. And that's yeah. what people that tell me that they love football, but then poo poo on the CFL. I'm like, then you don't really love football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The NFL. Exactly. You're not watching college well. I've been watching. Um, on video i've been watching the wildcats and the huskies and the golden bears who are having a killer season by the absolutely, way absolutely yeah um and, and brent cordy's uh, coaching there too yes just, absolutely and it's just one of those things that if you love football and there are a lot of people that love football especially since it's televised why make them have to choose yeah. yeah it's interesting that they went to the playoffs on saturdays i'm curious to see if the numbers change because I never thought that the playoffs in the CFL interfere, like that the NFL interfered with playoffs. They were so big. Well, tough to say. I, I think the idea of moving them to a Saturday was twofold. And they have there. done one, it before. One, yeah, mm. one is one is sure you you get to pick one or the other. I guess for for you're picking CFL. Uh, but the other part I think they did that for is people who want to travel to the game. Yep. They can travel and then travel back on the Sunday ah, instead of trying to travel. As an example, hopefully Calgary doesn't make the playoffs, but if if it was Edmonton and Calgary in the playoffs, it would be great to go down on the Saturday and come back on the Sunday yep. and then be ready for work on the Monday and not have to do it all in one day. Right. And even if you did, right. you can at least recover the next day. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, or let's say Edmonton is playing in Regina. Well, if it's on a Saturday, I could probably pack up on a Friday, go out, watch the game on the Saturday and drive back on the Sunday. And it's, and so I think the idea is you can bring more people to the mm -hmm. playoff game. That's outstanding. Let's, let's hope that steel town fills up BMO field then when Hamilton plays Toronto at home. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, did I just make oh. a prediction? Oh, I was oh. just going to say Montreal fans are just like, well, Pardon? I'm done with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so much for that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, two special teams touchdowns. Don't, don't say they're in it. We'll see. Any now, Kayla. We have a uh, a very special hoard and tell this week that you are going to do for us. Yes, because oh. you're wearing it. Stand tall. Yes. So um, I back up. Cliff, give us back and forth. Yeah, Cliff was very kind and got us all t-shirts, and this was amazing. Uh, so the this is retiring. The wieners for Kayla joke, but it is great that we have a uh, shirt with you with the hot dogs. Now, if you could please show uh, our favorite poem that has graced our there it uh, is cats. Uh, you're gonna have to sit up a little more. Yeah, <laughs> more. There you go. Yeah, up a bit more. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And uh, so this is, uh, of course, Cliff's poem that he wrote. Roses are red. Now is the present. Elks win at home. You unpleasant. Okay, we're great. No. <laughs> the visual podcast is really that visual, right? Uh, Cliff, thank you again. It was it was super A lovely, lovely gift. We amazing. Oh. Ours. Yep, uh, mine is oh. mine is upstairs because I just had my God save the dean for today, but. That was, uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. We were all laughing. We were all enjoying it. And 
Just, and how you presented it was amazing too. Yes. Just like, I know it's retired now. However, this however. is a retirement party. That's right. And then we had whiskey and it was wonderful. So that, that uh, definitely made me laugh, made uh, tailgate even more fun. Yes. Let's get to some game setup for this week. Cause Hey, we got one more to talk about, right? There's going to be do. positives in mm -hmm. there. Final Last game chaos. of the 2023 season comes against the Bombers Saturday night at 5 p.m. Winnipeg is looking to lock up first. Of course, that will all depend on how the BC game goes on Friday. But BC is playing Calgary and they're likely going to, right? I think. Yeah, BC's playing Calgary. Odds are pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and so then the odds are good that BC is going to win. And that would mean that Winnipeg has to win this game. So <laughs> there's that. So it'll be a, it could be a tough game. Now, if if BC loses, then Winnipeg has nothing to play for, and we'll see what happens then. They'll probably you know have guys that'll play uh, half and then take a break or something like that. So we'll see how this all plays out. But there are things for us to watch. Josh, what are you watching in this game? What do you want to see from our Elks? I want to see some uh, moving the ball around to some of the different players that we've that even we've talked about here. Some more of that that didn't work last week, so I'm going to try it this week. That lack of fear of I'm going to hold back, I'm going to be safe in my play calling, says Jarius Jackson, because I I don't know what to expect. So we want to win this game at home or whatever. That's all. It's all off the table. Our job is to prevent Winnipeg from earning a home. A, a number one home playoff spot. And and so that let's go balls to the wall. Let's go all out. Let's take it and um let's let's not hold back. Try everything. Throw everything at the at the what the kitchen sink at the at the whiteboard. See if it like sticks, slides down. <laughs> the visual podcast now. <laughs> I like this. Commissioner? Yeah, I mean, Josh, Josh said it. I just want chaos. I want to go in there and create so much chaos and blood. Like, do it. Be creative. Balls to the walls. Just, I don't know how you can, but if you can, stop Brady Oliveira. Like, I think that's an essential part of actually winning this game. Um, but, yeah, just throw it. Who cares? Get creative. Get ridiculous. Play let's with some, your gut. Let's see some more of those third and short where Taylor goes to to dive and then runs it or, or passes it. Throws it those. to AC. Yeah. Yeah. You you want to have an audition? Put pressure on these guys to actually audition and play like their their career depends on it. Shoot them some wild stuff. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Super fan. I want to see a wishbone. Yeah. I want to <laughs> see a Statue of Liberty play. A flea Statue flicker. of Liberty. I, I want a drop kick. I yeah. want to see. I want to see Chris Agar with short hair. Oh. oh. I'm just saying. No, let's. You know what? It's again. It's an audition. Let's try some things and maybe find out. Wow, you know, this really seems to work well with our style of play for 2024 because we tried it in mm -hmm. 2023. Uh, we've got nothing to lose, really. 
Right. We're not expected to win the game. I mean, other than Chris O'Leary, yeah. everyone else is picking <laughs> Winnipeg to win this game. And we love I think, Chris, by the way, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. Chris yeah. picked uh, the Elks more than any mm -hmm. other team, and certainly more than any other person, um, which was great. But if if we have nothing to lose, then we have no pressure on us. Just try some stuff, like don't get any serious serious injuries that are going to take you know the off season to, to heal. But yeah, do some things. Just see what kind of combinations maybe are going to work. I'd like to see some of the guys that are on the PR maybe get some opportunities to play as well because yeah. they've been on the PR for a large portion of this year. Are they worth bringing back? Because maybe they can make the, the, the 45, 46, you know, that kind of thing. It's Maybe there's a Darrell Walker in there somewhere. Absolutely, or a Brandon Zilstra, or how many guys do we have that were on the PR that turned out to be a great player. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now sing the Batman theme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so, no, I, the Indiana Jones theme just came to mind. So now that's in my head. Similar. Um, da, 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 da. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Give your nanas Batman. Um, so yeah, we've got nothing to lose. So just leave it out all on the field there. And you can say you've done everything you possibly could and have fun you've got mm -hmm. a quarterback that loves to play and it shows and it just is infectious so yeah. get out there have fun do your best and and remember you're still playing for all those fans watching on tv and and in the stadium yep absolutely i will say i'm, I'm going to be a little more boring but what i want to watch is can you play 60 minutes 60 minutes of football in a uh, row not correct yeah <laughs> not over three games no no in <laughs> no in a row is important okay good 60 minutes in one game yes uh, Ask I, a lot. I'll, take, I'll take i'll take 55. Cool. I'm, I'm not picky but uh, mm, i want it i'd like 60. okay 58 fine yeah it is both of the bombers that's fair yeah i would like to see um josh you know you were talking about the o-line I would like to see them step up against a very good bomber front. Set. Very good. And in that first game with Trey, we we were up big, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and Kevin Brown was running, and Trey Ford was running, and they didn't know kind of what was. Now they are going to know what's coming. Obviously, they've seen a lot of Trey, but like you said, Mike, let's get creative and. Let's do it again and then hang on to it. It's got a single wing offense. Let's get Oh, love it. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> single wing. Come on now. What's going on here? This old school. <laughs> really old really school. old school. Really yeah, I thought school. I knew I thought I knew all these plays, but what's a wishbone? Wishbone is where you have uh, like a fullback and two running backs. Oh. And so wow. you don't know which one is getting the ball wow. and gonna run it. And it's all misdirection. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jackie Parker, Don Getty, Norman. No, Paul. we were doing that in the seventies. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then it would. You're, so you're thinking, Kevin Brown, Tanner Green, and Shannon Brooks. Absolutely. Cool. And who is going to run the ball? Four I'm options, thinking. not to mention guys like Swerve and right, like you, Gavin uh, Cobb. It, that, oh man, it's all it, about misdirection and not knowing. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's gonna take it? Yeah. Well, since Jarius is listening to this, then, then of course we'll, he is. Uh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got his email? <laughs> every, every week, every week he listens. 
Let's get to our pickums for this week. There's only three games, so we've got two games to actually pick, and then we will have a prop bet. So uh, put your prop bets into the chat, and we will get to those very shortly. Uh, Josh, you will get to pick the prop bet as you are Final the guest. Final prop bet. Final prop bet of the year. That's correct. Uh, well, maybe next week we'll do like an off-season prop bet. Just, you know, it'll be fun. <laughs> that's but- true. You'll get to pick it for tonight, Josh, or you can you can either pick one that is suggested to us or you can pick one of your own and I'll set the line and we'll go from there. I can't see it. Where is it? No, it'll. I'll tell you when it comes. It's oh, right. sorry. It's all right. Wow. Yeah, everything's running down that whiteboard right now. Let me tell you. Well, now. Our first, that's also a title of the podcast. Yes. Calgary versus BC. And this one is taking place in British Columbia in the wonderful dome in Vancouver. Who you got, Josh? BC. Wow. Not even, not even fooling around. Just BC. No. I like no. this. BC is, BC is on fire. I, I can see I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them in the gray in Hamilton against Hamilton. Now here's the, Here's the next thing. We don't know the health status of Vernon Adams yet. I know he left the Calgary game with a knee injury, slight knee injury. So we're not sure if he, I'm assuming he's going to be playing this game, but we don't know. Yeah, but Matthew Schultz, man, did he step up, hey? Uh, wait, but he plays for Hamilton. Oh, was I talking? with Evans? Sorry. So we're talking BC. Dane, Dane Evans. Dane Evans. Yeah. Dane Evans. There you Dane go. Evans that set the up. other Matthew R- Schultz. Wrong kid. <laughs> Wrong kitty team. Dane Evans came in and he kept doing what he was supposed to do. And then they lost to Calgary. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they're no, I'm just kidding. They won. Commissioner, I know you're picking, but I'm still going to ask. Precisely. Um, but I do have a question. So regard, if Saskatchewan wins, regardless, they're in, right? Correct. But if Calgary yeah. if does Calgary... a thing, shh, don't say it. If they do a thing and Saskatchewan loses then the that team gets it right calgary has a shot calgary has to win out and saskatchewan has to lose oh right there's still another week i keep right we're on a bye the last week so dumb right although if calgary does do the thing uh it will be a tie right believe they have the tie break they do yes so they would (sighs) be in and then it doesn't matter. Then at that point, again, Calgary holds the destiny in their hands. Correct. Uh, okay, I'll BC. <laughs> All of that just to say exactly yeah. what we knew you were going to say. Okay, perfect. I just need to know the stats. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Super fan? I was so close in my upset prediction last week with Hamilton and BC. Yeah. Um, at least they figured out, you know, how many seconds were left in the clock at the end of the game. Um, but in this case, home team. Home team. Oh. I am also going home team because I'm hoping that BC will win and that we will beat Winnipeg. That's what I mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. And the final week will be so much more fun. It will mm-hmm. be exciting. I'm excited for this. Next game, Toronto at Saskatchewan in the rectangle. Saskatchewan season on the line after a, uh, what is it, a five-game losing streak or six-game losing streak they have now? Six-game losing streak. They have potential if they lose to have seven games to end the season. A losses. All right, Commissioner, you get to pick first. 
Okay, would Toronto actually do the smart thing and start sitting some players not starting? They're rotating. I'm guessing they will because it's an away game as well. They're not right? even going to fly them out. If it was at They're home, both away games, the last two games for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, if they're, I thought next week's was home game. I guess no, they are no, done with home right. games. They're done with home games. So they may play Chad Kelly this week and rest him. No. No. Ah, because of these rest I was going to say, I think they play Chad Kelly this week and then, no, sorry, rest Chad Kelly this week, play him next week, then he has the bye week, and then he's ready to go. I think. Yeah. What do you think? You would think that would be the smart thing to do, at least. Whatever. I think I'm going to go a little chaotic and say Saskatchewan. Because I believe last time I did the, 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 the weird the Saskatchewan pick, I was right. Maybe. I was. I was the only one who picked them and they wildly won. I mean they're a garbage team. <laughs> <laughs> but so were we, so fair. So I I I'm gonna bring on the chaos. I I'll pick Saskatchewan. Oh. Stupidly. Super fan? Saskatchewan careens into the bye week with a seven-game losing streak. Toronto <laughs> takes this one. Wow. Even with some of the backups in, Toronto is just a superior team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I and think Toronto... the last time we see Craig Dickinson as a head coach in green. Right. You know, can I just mention something? Nope. I, I, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I was going to anyway. Like, for I know. It's more fun when it's not for me. look. <laughs> Um, sorry, Josh, to, to, in, anyway, anyway, I just, I, I can't stand, um, the way he just, just does not own up to like anything. Like you have a garbage team, just say it. No, you can't just sit there and like give these interviews of how like, oh, this team is good. Like we have good players, blah, blah, blah. Can you just admit defeat, bro? Like, <laughs> like just say you're garbage like it's okay it's not demeaning it's the truth like you're basic yeah that would be it's, i would love it if you would say that yep yeah, i don't know i i just saw that on twitter yesterday or whatever so who who put that was it third down and a few other yeah said yeah i don't like, have anything I, that we need to correct did you, i did you i know I know, like I Perfect. get it. You you want to remain positive, but there's positivity and there's also stupidity. And I think you're the latter. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry, a, that just like that just pissed me off because like we can't we're, we're coming from a terrible couple of seasons, but at least we can say like, hey, like we're not doing great. This is what we need to fix. Like, at, just say something. Like, anyway, okay. sorry, Josh. No, it's all good. Don't apologize. No, no, I, I was, I was, yeah, I wasn't. Oh, uh, by the way, just in case you didn't get my pick, my pick is go Argos. There you go. Oh no, we that Argos. was clear. Oh, oh god, after was, BMO, that's so annoying the, now. I'm, I'm, so I'm just doing the Chad Kelly. Yeah, yeah, go Argos. Uh, Josh Semjack. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I think that with uh, Dickinson and his entire staff <laughs> on the line. Um, and and maybe even Trevor Harris. I think that they've got a lot to play for, and and they will they will do everything they can to win at home against an Argos team that will be leaving lots of people back in Toronto. Oh, interesting. Are you picking them? 
You're picking riders. your riders, okay? Ah, virtual high five. Now, my my question though is: Are you picking them just because you want Calgary out of the playoffs? Or are you thinking because they might actually win? Yes. Great. Great. Okay. I think exactly. If Calgary and Saskatchewan both win, can Calgary still get in if they win in the final week? If because they win still in the be final tied. week, yes. Versus no, Winnipeg? No. D d are they only two points up, or are they four points up? It the it's currently the standings are five so and eleven points. versus six and eleven. Right. Okay. So, so if Calgary wins, they'll be tied. If Saskatchewan wins, they're ahead, and then right. Calgary wins the final week, then they're also tied again, and this goes to. And Calgary week. plays BC in the or Winnipeg in the last week. Right? Correct. Yeah. Winnipeg ends the season in the Alberta Bowl. <laughs> who, who's the who wins the tiebreaker between the Riders and the Stamps? I Stamp. thought it was the Stamps. Yeah, so. the Stamps won two of the three games. Oh, because okay. that was said that they hold their destiny in their own hands. So regardless of what Saskatchewan did, if they won out, they make the playoffs. Oh my interesting, God. interesting. If they do lose, <laughs> if Calgary does not make the playoffs, it'll be the first time in CFL yeah. history that there has been no Alberta team in the playoffs. That's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah. That is a scary stat. That, yeah, that is uh, are we all about making history? Come on, now you love history. I do <laughs> love history. I just rather be on the positive side of history. Well, so well, we're already out. I mean, it all. don't get me wrong. I'm super happy when, as my friend, uh, our old friend Brian used to always call them the godless ones, uh, didn't make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm much happier when we do. That's fair. Yeah. But, yeah. But I'm also very, I'm, I'm, hey, if we're not in it, Calgary's not in it, that's all right. <laughs> Make yeah. history, dang it. <laughs> well, all right. Cliffy's let's, trying. Let's get to our prop bet. So Cliffy does have a prop bet for us that is uh, because he says, since Kayla wants Kayla, Kayla, Kayla wants chaos. <laughs> Kayla wants chaos is hard to say. If you're reading chaos already. We should just call you Commissioner Chaos. That'd be there. We go. Amazing. I like it. I love it. That's a T-shirt next year. Okay. Wow. Kayla wants chaos. Let's. He said a prop bet of Gino Lewis passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> not not receiving yards, but no, passing no. yards. Yeah. Good. It'd be interesting to have non-Trey Ford passing yards. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another prop bet here that Ken gave us was total turnovers both teams together. We did total sacks last week, and it was I set the line at nine and a half. I think it ended at seven, hmm. so was under. It was under. Yep. Uh, and we can pick whatever else that we want to have. Josh. All right. Well, I'm 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 inspired by our conversation of of penalties and and what uh, Superfan said. So let's prop bet the the penalties, the number of penalties. Is maybe we go zero penalties. Okay. So just one per five. We're gonna have chaos and be clean. And be oh, interesting. Okay. So you're saying the number of penalties, not not the yards for penalties, but the number of penalties. Let's go accepted. with number. Okay, number. Accepted then, penalties. Make it accept, easier. Accepted, accepted penalties. penalties. That's a smart. That's a smart play. All right. Well, we had one last week. Are we talking combined or just Edmonton? Oh, Josh. Oh, oh. Just Edmonton. Okay. Just Edmonton. K loss. 
Oh I God. saw that K-Loss. I love it. Cliffy knocking it out of the park again. K-Loss. I love it. Let's go great radio with... It, it should be. You no, know, it is. Oh, the K-Loss is a... Really? K-L-O-S. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Could be a Klingon name. <laughs> I was going. I was going with. I was going with the, the with the ancient Klingon warrior. But yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's set the line at Kupchak. Two and a half. Two and a half penalties for Edmonton. Oh uh, lord! This is our last game, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Uh four and a half. Okay. There we go. go. There we. That's go. better. There we go. So four and a half uh, penalties for the Edmonton Elks that are accepted penalties. Josh, do you pick over or under? Under. Ooh, look at you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by this. <laughs> I didn't realize we had such few penalties because I've given up looking at that stat, but I'm going to keep staring at it now. That's fair. That's fair. Commissioner? Over. Okay. <laughs> didn't even think. I don't have that much faith. <laughs> Super fan. There's going to be some coincidental pennies, penalties, I think. There's going to be some players that are a little hot at the end of this. You're okay. going to see, you know, some offsetting minor and major penalties so i'm gonna go over all right i'm gonna go just under i'm gonna say four ah, there we are there bang absolutely uh josh did you have anything else on your list that we didn't cover because everyone who only follows the podcast when i'm on it will remember that the last time i was on as a guest as i returned i brought my top 10. yes but i yes. only i was and so i thought to myself I wasn't inspired until I ran into Kayla at the, at the, um, very tailgate. inspiring. It was very inspiring. Yeah. And she said, uh, have you, you've been, you're going to Hamilton, aren't you? And I said, no, no. One day, one day when I grow up, I'm going to go <laughs> to all of the great cups. I remember. I'm going to go to all the great cups. Then I'm just going to follow. I'm just going to go to them all. And then I remember driving home that I have a bucket list of stuff that's related on this. So I have Ooh. for everybody's enjoyment, the top five, of Josh's bucket list um, that will that will hear it will go from five to one on the podcast. So the number okay. the number five on my bucket list is to be knighted by the king. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is in God save the dean. This is an and and I've I, because I'm my mom was born in England. I'm I'm somewhere like sixty six. 64 millionth to in line to the throne. So it's not nice. Impossible. Right. They have to die in the right order, but it'll have <laughs> we can make we that gotta happen. get to work. Yeah. We <laughs> gotta get to work. The rule of ascension was was changed about 10 years ago. I mean I've got a I've got a I've got a bit of a chance. Um <laughs> we'll get so number four, on number four on our on my bucket list is to be in a Star Wars movie cameo. Now, <laughs> I mean, and I, like I don't have to be a, a pilot on an X-wing. I can be a, a creature like Simon Pegg did with a with a mask on. Perfect. But, or or like or like the two princes did as as uh, stormtroopers. As we all know, they were there, even though they can't say so. <laughs> so. So then, I have number three on my bucket list is to, like I said to Commissioner in the in the tailgate, watch the Grey Cup in each city all the time when I grow up. Amazing. I just just follow the Grey Cup around. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Number two is to watch Elks football in every stadium that they play an away game. Now, I've only ever done it once in Vancouver, and I was there in 
1998 to watch Edmonton play BC in the Dome. And I've never felt anything so claustrophobic in Stifle. This was in the old one, the, the bubble one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's it's apparently much nicer now. High pressure. It's, yeah, yeah it's, high it's pressure. Much, yeah, much, you can yeah, feel it. Yeah, on, a, on a side note, now. our friend Tree did in yes. one season go to yep. every game home and away. Oh, see, that I, so and that's cool. that's, that's mine. That's mine. That's I want to do that one year. I want to go to every all eighteen games in a season and see them play live every game of the season i i 100 want to do that man when we don't have to drive kids around or do dishes or cook so or, what or you're basically work saying work. is this never going to happen for me okay. <laughs> right yeah that's great yeah darn it okay yeah. <laughs> anyway there's only one thing on my bucket list that i have accomplished and it's number one and it is like i've said before when you are when you become a co-host of a podcast of the of the Turf District podcast, you have that title for life. It's true. Check. Um, <laughs> an excellent, an excellent list. And it's going on uh, my tombstone. <laughs> should be the top thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Host of the Turf District podcast, right? Even above being knighted. Even yeah. above being knighted. <laughs> or being king. <laughs> or king. That's true. Superfan's yeah. going to get knighted for his Elks collection. All the <laughs> There we go. That's fair. I, I am descended from royalty myself, so I, I guess I am in the line. Yeah, you're, you're in there. As yeah. I can't remember. I think it was uh, Chris said that we just need a King Ralph situation, and away we go. We're all set. It could happen. Away we go. Always a possibility. Kayla, you're right over there. <laughs> I have a stupid fly. Like if it's not a raven, if it's not a dog, there's a fly buzzing around my head. What is, like, what is going? I just see oh, it's okay. so annoying. Okay. Raven. This is very Edgar Allan Poe-ish going on here. Yeah, we did. Have it's very raven. dark and deep in my house. <laughs> Hence the black. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Well, Josh, thank you so much for yes. coming to chat oh, with my us. Goodness. Uh, are you going to stick around for overtime? I'd love to stick around. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Well, Anytime, tell everybody... Dana Carvey. That's Sorry. <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you online so they can interact with you and talk more else. Anytime. Joshua.semchuk on Instagram, same as on Facebook. Beautiful. Commissioner, where does everybody find you? On the Twits at Duchess Lombardi. Beautiful. Super fan. Uh, you can find me and all my socials on the link tree. Which Oof, is L I N T T R double E, or sorry, there's a dot double E, uh, slash 56 parkies, or the history at slash E D M H I S T O R double E. Oh, look at you. That has all of your linkages. It's got the blue <laughs> sky, it's got the threads, it's got oh, the Mastodon. It's all. You're on Mastodon? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You go. What is yeah. Mastodon? Yeah. Yeah, Mastodon. Yeah. <laughs> That'll last. <laughs> yeah. But I'm there. You're there. <laughs> You're everywhere. Superfan is everywhere. As long as it's there, I'm there. <laughs> Correct. Wave. You can find me at Free Delicious and the show at the Turf District on all of your different socials, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your YouTube, and also your Blue Sky and your threads. It's has it changed? No, because I I can't still can't figure out. I know Tim said you're allowed to change it, but I'm probably it's probably on the web it's not on paging tim capper so i will tim i will Kapper. talk to tim and we will get this sorted out but anyway it, it it'll all happen Ooh, myspace i gotta get that back us. oh that's <gasps> right <laughs> perfect yay 
And of course, check out all my articles on Three Down Nation. Josh, thank you for reading them and quoting them while we are, while you're on the show. You get extra points for that. Uh, make Whoa. sure you are following our friends at Pay It Forward with Football, uh, who of course have their fundraising event coming up on October the 27th at MKT Beer Market, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing evening. I am unfortunately out of town, uh, but they're, uh, they're they have some amazing people coming for that. So do that and spread kindness as we all should. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, stick around. We are going to get into some overtime and do some chats and, and answer some questions that are already in the chat. Uh, if you have other questions, make sure you throw them in there and we will uh, make sure that we get to them. Otherwise, we will be back next week. It'll be our season wrap-up show with Dave Campbell and Morley Scott as we go over the full season and what was good, bad, and what to look forward to in the off-season. Uh, we love having those guys here with us so join us next week tuesday night at 8 30. otherwise for josh and commissioner kayla and superfan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week